I am so excited to tell you that I'm finally reopening the doors to my Partnerships Masterclass course, which is absolutely everything you need to confidently build successful partnerships. And successful partnerships unlock an entirely untapped revenue stream for your business through sponsorships, while collaborative partnerships can see you reaching hundreds of thousands of potential customers without monetary spend. So they have the power to both make you money via a whole new revenue stream for your business and save you money with your marketing activity, which is so awesome. I have run this course quite exclusively in the past with really small cohorts of business owners, agency owners, and marketers. So I would say it's incredibly valuable if you're one of these three types of fabulous people looking to build a partnership skill set and revenue stream, or you're looking to offer partnerships as a service to your clients. This course is the most accessible way you can work with me personally as well. And while you have a lifetime access to the course content and obviously lifetime access to the skills and relationships you build as part of this course, you're also really not thrown in the deep end at all because I keep the cohort small on purpose so that you get that mentorship and support from me throughout the whole thing. So we're going to get you so excited about the opportunities ahead for your business, super clear on your growth strategy and how you're going to build meaningful and pivotal relationships. It's going to be so good. And doors open on the 11th of August. They're only open for 10 days though. So make sure you're on the wait list so that you don't miss out. We're actually kicking the cohort off on um, August 22nd. So immediately after the doors open, pretty much <laughs> the course begins and the doors are closed again. So you want to be on that wait list so that you don't miss out. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can access that. And you'll also nab some wait list bonuses as well if you're on there. So I can't wait to see you there. Uh, thanks so much for listening and I'll let you get into the episode now. Hello and welcome to Stop, Collaborate and Listen. We are a podcast about marketing, collaboration and business and we're brought to you by Collabosaurus.com, the matchmaker for brands. Hey, hey everyone. Welcome back to Stop, Collaborate and Listen. I am Jess. I am Jess. That sounds really weird. Um, And we are covering off some tips around value communication today because a few weeks ago, I experienced the perfect what not to do scenario when it comes to communicating your value. And when you get value communication right, you can forge incredible business relationships, secure clients, successfully partner with dream brands and build an awesome reputation. So it really pays to get value communication really right in yourself and in your business. Um, And these things can really go wrong when you, number one, act and communicate only from a place of self-interest. Sometimes people do this completely unaware that they're doing that. Number two is that they don't understand or don't try to understand the mutually beneficial nature of any relationship. Or number three, they haven't communicated at all. So obviously not all conversations need to be, you know, a give and take, but when you're negotiating or pitching a collaboration or straight up asking for something, Communicating your value becomes extremely important. So without further ado, let's dive in. I've got some tips and a little story for you. Okay, so I'm sure you want to hear about my experience that went super wrong. (laughs) I'm going to use this exact example so you can see what not to do, but also then 
I'm going to reframe kind of how this situation could have completely turned around given the right value communication to get a completely different outcome. So this is the story. A guy who we will call Brian for the sake of this podcast um, was introduced to me because he was starting up a company and was really interested in Collapsaurus. So he hopped on a phone call where it quickly became clear he wasn't really ready to start marketing at all. He was still changing up the name. He hadn't like launched a website yet, all of that kind of stuff, which is fine. And I told him that, um, you know, it's probably not the time for Collabasaurus quite yet. And then he said he was actually involved in a business conference also. And would I be interested in speaking at it? And I said, absolutely email me the details. I'll see, you know, I'll see if we can make it happen. And then when the email came is when it really gets interesting So Brian asked for a custom keynote presentation. So basically what that is, is a few hours of my time presenting and preparing a custom keynote plus slides and all that kind of stuff. And he said the words, in exchange, he'd love a year on the business subscription on Collabasaurus, which is worth $2,400. And he continued to say that, oh, there's a bunch of big brand speakers involved um, and it'd be a really great opportunity for Collabasaurus. So I had a little peek at the speaking schedule and Kellogg's was one of the speakers, but I couldn't help but wonder whether he'd asked for a lifetime supply of cereal in exchange for the apparently coveted speaking spot. So I'm sure you can kind of already identify what went wrong here, but to sum it up really quick, It was one of the worst value communication examples I've seen. And it was all because it was all take and no give. What's worse is that when I replied with my usual keynote fee, but that I was happy to waive the fee completely because of our mutual friend and, you know, the said opportunity, which I could kind of piece together by doing a bunch of research, um, but that I couldn't justify also dishing out over two grand's worth of work on top of that. He said, we'll just leave it then. (laughs) Wow. So here are my thoughts on this particular scenario. Number one, who is doing the asking? Remember, he asked me if I would speak at an event. And when I said, sure, he goes, cool. Well, in exchange for this thing that I've asked you for, and that's going to take a lot of time and is worth a lot of um, cashola, I'd also like additional value out of that. So make sure that if you're doing the asking, make sure you're really respectful of their time so you can give people an out. Um, that's There's actually a really great resource, I think, by Tim Ferriss. If you Google how to email busy people, that's a really great little template you can use as to how you can respect their time, create urgency, but still give someone an out. Um, that's quite respectful. And if you're doing the pitching, your offer, remember, should outweigh the ask or at least do some work to really uh, identify the value that you're looking to offer so that you can break that down and even visually it outweighs the ask. You know, people, there's a whole lot of visual cues that happens when someone is reading an email or is being pitched to um, that determines, you know, their own rationalization as to what's fair, what's actually being offered, what's that worth and is that worth what's actually being asked for. Um, I hope that makes sense. I feel like I've just gone off on a bit of a tangent, but um make sure that the offer outweighs the ask as much as you can, particularly if you're the one doing the pitching. Number two is don't marry them on the first date. So the first email from this Brian guy 
asked for a prenup, a dowry, for me to prepare a wedding speech and for a contract that I'd have to do all the household chores for a year when I haven't even gone on a date. So make sure you're not marrying someone on the first date and that, you know, the the opportunity in that pitch email or that pitch scenario is to get the first date. So you want to really talk about the value you can bring to any particular partnership or situation or collaboration um, so that you can get the first date, you pique someone's interest and all of a sudden they're really interested because they can see the value that's in it for them. And then maybe on the first or second date, you can start talking about what's in it for you and where that exchange lies. Because by that point, the person that you're asking on a date is already really aware of you know um, what you're bringing to the table and why they should want to go on a date with you I hope I haven't lost you in that analogy number three is be specific with the value and make sure that it's as fair as possible so you've probably heard of that famous quote which is I can't pay my bills with exposure And while I have a lot to say about this quote, because all of our marketing collaborations that have been win-win have seriously helped us grow a business and were valuable because of exposure, you cannot just say in quotation marks, exposure opportunity, or there's an exposure opportunity, or there's heaps of exposure, and assume the other person will fill in the blanks. He could have bullet pointed. So what Brian could have done differently is he could have bullet pointed what could be leveraged to juice up that offer and help meet the value he was asking for, especially revising this after you know it became quite clear that what he was asking for was four and a half thousand dollars worth ish of value from me plus marketing you know, over the Calabasaurus channels for the conference in exchange for this hazy offer of sort of undefined exposure. So those bullet points could look something like this. So dedicated email to our list of however many featuring Calabasaurus before 2021, a podcast mention and link to the Calabasaurus website with a listenership of whatever it may be, a wrap up of your keynote on Instagram stories and an Instagram feed with an average reach of whatever it may be, a speaker's green room WhatsApp group for all of the speakers to connect and expected attendees of however many marketers. So this is just an example of like a bullet point list. It still doesn't really meet what he was asking for, but it certainly gets him a great keynote speaker without any monetary payment. (laughs) Absolutely. So I hope this episode gave you a few light bulb moments and don't forget that Calabasaurus really helps to cut all of this out as well. So tap into support, get match made up with brands where there's a give and take already in the works and it's completely free to start. So we'd love to have you have, if you haven't set up a listing yet, it's calabasaurus.com. I'll put the link in the show notes and it's completely free to list your brand and preview your matches. Make sure you are trying to get the first date. Don't try and marry them on the first date. Make sure you're very respectful of their time, that the offer outweighs the ask, and you're quite specific with the value that you're exchanging and communicating to really build amazing relationships. 